Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, this is Ethan Linden, and we are studying today Eruvin Lamed Aleph, page 31 of Masechet Eruvin. And you know, when you learn uh, Daf Yomi, as I've been doing over the past many months, and spend, you know, a little time each day with the sages of our tradition, one learns, I think, to have great respect for the sages and for all of the things that they did and for all of the difficult and complicated and beautiful things that they said. And then every once in a while, one is presented with a statement or a case or an idea and it just brings you up short. I mean, you just, you almost can't believe that you're reading it and you're thinking, well, maybe my Hebrew's not good enough. Maybe I don't understand exactly what's happening. So maybe you even check out the translation and you realize, no, no, the rabbis actually said this and they actually considered this situation. And today we have, for me, one of those cases. So the Mishnah that we're going to talk about is on Lamud Aleph Amud Bet. And the Mishnah speaking about, once again, this same issue that we've dealt with the last couple of days of the Eruv that we use to create a proxy location for ourselves on Shabbat. So instead of our limitations of travel being calculated from where we actually are when Shabbat comes in, our limitations for travel on the Sabbath are instead calculated from where this Eruv is. And this Mishnah says, HaSholeich Eruvo biyad Cheresh Shoteh Vekatan Oh, biyad mish eno modeb eruv eno eruv. If you want to send your foodstuff, your eruv, out with a messenger who will place it for you wherever you want it to be, you cannot, according to the Mishnah, send it with a shotet katan or a cheresh, which is a a group of people who are not considered. Um, from a, from a legal perspective, to be agents in a way that can fulfill our obligation to do anything. And so these three, these three categories, which is a deaf mute, or someone who's uh, crazy, or someone who's a minor, these three people cannot be used as our agents as we attempt to make our Eruv. Then it goes on to say, the Mishnah goes on to say, that... If there is someone who does not accept that Eruv can be done at all, that is, if we're, if we have a person who is Jewish, or as the, as the, as the Talmud will say, who is a, a Samaritan, that is someone who accepts that there is a Torah and accepts the laws of the Torah, but does not accept that an Eruv is a functional idea in Jewish tradition, then you can't use that person either. Because you can't use someone as an agent to construct an Eruv if the agent himself does not think that an Eruv is valid. And in fact, in some of the commentary literature, there's a, a discussion about 
which type of person this could be considered. And interestingly, uh, in the uh, in the Beit Yaakov, there's even a question of whether or not one can use a follower of Beit Shammai. Because Beit Shammai, as we've seen in previous pages, holds a very different set of rules about Eruv. Does not, for example, think that one can just use food to make an Eruv. So it's possible that um, when the Mishnah says, Mish eno modeb Eruv, it doesn't just mean someone who doesn't think Eruv is valid at all. It might mean someone like a follower of Beit Shammai who holds that there can be an Eruv, but whose position on what constitutes an Eruv is so different from the standard position that we really shouldn't use them as an agent to make our Eruv at all. So that's all very interesting. And then the Gemara gets to the question of, well, what happens if we have one of these types of, of agents that really we can't use, a, a, a cheresh or a shote or a katan, right, an imbecile or uh, somebody who is a minor or, or, for that matter, someone who doesn't really believe in Arab. What if we use one of them? But that person is not the final agent. That is, what if we use them as a delivery person to our actual agent? Now, the Mishnah says very clearly, That is, if we use one of these categories of people that can't create an Eruv, and we use them just as a delivery person, and the actual agent for making the Eruv is a, a second person, that, the Mishnah says, is, is allowed. That is a valid Eruv. And then, as the Gemara goes on, it discusses this question of whether or not we can assume that an agent will do the thing that we ask them to do. That is, so let's say we send out a, a minor, right? This, of course, is in minor, M-I-N-O-R, not a minor, M-I-N-E-R. We send out someone who is under the proper age, and what happens if they don't get the Eruv to the right agent. What if this food stuff gets dropped or eaten or otherwise put away? So Rav Chista says that actually we have to really watch and make sure that the person uh, goes and gives it to our actual agent, who is that second person. But then the question is, well, what if the agent, after the exchange is made, doesn't doesn't do the job? What if he doesn't bring the Eruv to where it belongs? And we have Rabbi Yechiel, who basically says, no, we assume we always can assume that our Eruv, uh, sorry, that our agent will, will do the job we've asked them to do. As it says in the Hebrew, Chazakah, Shaliach Oseh Shlichuto, right? That, that the, it's an assumption that we make. It's a fair assumption that the agent will do the job that he's being asked to do. And then the Gemara says, okay, what was the context in which both Rav Chista and Rav Yechiel made this statement? That is, what were we talking about when they made this claim that it's okay to send uh, a, a minor or someone who is deaf to deliver the Eruv to another agent, and then we can assume that that agent will do the job? That is, when do we have to make sure that we watch the first person, the delivery person, make the delivery, and then we can assume? And it turns out, they say, that... The situation here is when, and this is where I began to uh, chuckle a little bit, is is when not nitano lapio v'holicho lakof v'holicho. You give the 
Eruv to an elephant or to an ape, and then you watch them take the Eruv to the next person, that is to your actual agent. And I just love the idea of a trained elephant or a trained ape being used by someone to bring their Eruv to the proper agent. I just sort of had this image of, you know, King Louis from, uh, from the Jungle Book singing and then, you know, taking a little bit of food to some agent so that he could make an Eruv. And I, I had to ask myself, is it really the case that the rabbis are imagining that someone would use an elephant to transport their foodstuff to the agent to make an Eruv? Or an ape? Or for that matter, any animal? It's kind of a funny idea to think about Lassie, you know, you know, Ruff Ruff, what's wrong, Lassie? Oh, Timmy's down the well, and you want me to deliver this foodstuff to make an Eru for Shabbat? Uh, it's kind of a beautiful and funny and almost crazy idea. And in some ways, it really is what I love about studying Talmud on a daily basis. Because when you study Talmud on a daily basis, I feel like every day you immerse yourself in these moments of rabbinic thought. Every day we spend a little bit of time sitting next to the sages and wondering what they wonder about and asking what they ask about and then occasionally, hopefully, laughing at the sorts of things that they too were laughing about. And it is my contention that the rabbis wanted this notion of an elephant or an ape delivering an Eru to be a little bit funny and they wanted us to enjoy that moment and so I hope we have today. Thank you very much, and we'll talk tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.